0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We are now on Red Circle instead of Podbean. So if you're listening to this on somebody else's Podbean, make sure you make the switch or switch to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the other podcast apps. Also, if you are an Android person, you can catch us on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons there. You get all of our other content. We're doing a new thing there called Take Five. Where you can get the latest uh, three to five minute takeaways from our contributors about all the sports in town. Louis Sung has something on Lynn Bowden Jr. of the Dolphins up there right now. Got a thousand views in like ten minutes. Maybe he should be doing all of them. Also, check out FiveReasonSports.com. Spell that one out. You get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You got a disaster. Everybody's got a disaster these days, right? You got to check out water cleanup, water leak. Can't find out where it's coming from. You're dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business. Reach out to Michael and the crew. It's funny. Actually the other day, one of the guys in our network, David Eversall is like, Oh, there's a water cleanup truck in my neighborhood. That's right. Cause they service the tri-county area. You can reach water cleanup in Florida. At 954-579-0356, they got more than 60 years of combined experience. They're there for you 24 hours a day, 365 days per year. I assume that includes the leap year. And again, they, they service Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties, even though they're based in Boca. Big Heat fans, reach out to Michael Robert and the team. You can call Michael on his personal cell at 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five eight. that's nine five four excuse me I screwed that up again nine five four five seven nine zero three five six six like the number Mario Chalmers used to wear nine five four five seven nine zero three five six reach out to Michael again if you've got water damage mold damage water leaks any of that kind of stuff if you've got the schmutz they got the guts and now today's episode down to this
1: day. Uh five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Well, here's the thing, you can check the score, hustle hard, couple scars, ram bubble frogs. Just like Buck they say, you in trouble, yo. kept the floor playing, got a all band y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And pack trust, it's power have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
2: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
0: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. I assure you, I am fixing my podcast apparatus here. In the meantime, I'll be a little tinnier than usual, if that's possible. Today's floor plan, we got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander, And in for Alex and Brady tonight. Alex and Brady were on the last episode with me about going small this season, super small, the Spolstra kind of nuclear option. So check that one out. But in for them is Sean Rochester. You can follow him at srochesternba. He also helps run the Biscayne Bay Brewing account. So check that out as well. Now, today I'm going to do something very unfair to these two guys. First thing, I had to find older people than Alex and Brady. So that's why Sean and Greg are here with me, even though they're not as old as I am. And also, I'm going to make them do something very difficult. Because I think there is a consensus that Dwayne Wade is the best and most important player, at least the most important player in Miami heat history. The three of us agree on that. Yes. Moving on. Okay. (laughs) We discussed this pre-show and we've decided that you have to put LeBron James second, arguably the best player in Miami heat history, but in terms of overall importance and delivering two championships, he is second. Do we agree on that? Agreed. Yes, I guess. I mean, come on. I'm just joking. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. So then you get to number three. And and there is a case to be made for, you know, others, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, Tim Hardaway, others in the mix here. But there there really are two choices now. And the fact that there are two choices um, is kind of remarkable when you consider that, you know, how many Hall of Famers have played for this organization. Now, Ray Allen, obviously, towards the end of his career, Gary Payton towards the end of his career, but Chris Bosh kind of in the center to end of his career. But really, this is a conversation about two people, and it's about Alonzo Mourning, who I know is dear to both of you and someone that I covered, you know, the course of his entire Heat career, and Jimmy Butler, who's playing right now. And one of those guys played 11 seasons for the Heat, or at least parts of 11 seasons, because some of those were truncated because of illness and and other issues, and one has played three, and yet I do think this is actually a fair conversation to have, and some of this – uh, you know, is kind of, I would say, it's not small sample size theater, it's kind of recency bias bias theater, which is that I put up a poll today on who is you know more significant in Miami Heat history at this point. And right now, it ended up getting a lot of votes because these ones tend to, uh, it's up to 58% for Jimmy Butler, 42% for Alonzo Mourning. Now I think that is colored by the audience on Twitter and our audience, which tends to run younger. Most of our audience, if you even go back, like Brady, who's with us, was not alive uh, for the best Zoe years. Um, Because, right? I mean, Zoe got sick in 2000. That is 22 years ago. Brady is 19. Um, Alex was. But a wee child at that point. Uh, and so the most our audience, which tends to be in that age bracket or slightly older, does not remember Zoe finishing second in MVP voting in, in 99 2000, does not remember the significance of Pat Riley landing him for Glenn Rice and Khalid Reeves and other pieces to become the cornerstone of the franchise when Pat came in, does not remember the build around him, does not remember the Heat getting number one seeds with Alonzo Mourning. Uh, Or the fact that a team was put together before Zoe got sick in the summer of 2000 that probably would have contended for a championship. They just remember what Jimmy's done the past three years. That's not to disparage what Jimmy's done, but it is an interesting conversation, I think, at this point. So let's start it here. Uh, Sean, you brought a number to the table for their first three years in Miami. What is that number?
3: Yeah, I wanted to make the sample size equal. Since Jimmy's been there three years, I looked at Zoe's first three years, and they both averaged 20.9 points per game in those first three seasons. Obviously, different stats are going to favor different people. You know, Jimmy's not going to be the same rebounder. Uh, Jimmy's going to have more assists. Zoe's going to have more blocks. Uh, Jimmy's going to have more steals. But I thought it was interesting that exactly to the, you know, to the decimal 20.9 points per game for both of them in their first three seasons.
0: And again, the other thing you got to consider there is pace, which obviously at the time uh, the Heat were playing at an absolute snail's pace. And so Zoe's scoring was affected uh, somewhat by that, but he was the fulcrum of the offense. He also was a, I think in the first three years, he went defensive player of the year in his third season in Miami. I believe he did. Did he not? Mm,
1: third season
0: maybe was it fourth fourth? I think it it was his
1: fourth and that's that that's where this gets tricky with the sample sizes because those best defensive years and where he really like took a uh stranglehold in the league in terms of being like the premier defender was a little bit later into his heat tenure where I feel like he was more focused on offense initially there uh and he put it all together at the end but um, can I just say as we're as we're kind of diving into this topic that I almost want to f- say what Jimmy said to Spo on that in that uh, huddle like you can't make me run this play Ethan I don't want to do this Jimmy versus Alonzo morning on the pecking order. I love both of
0: them. I understand that, but this is what we do here, and we put both of them <laughs> up there. So, all right, so we're gonna we'll get to more of the statistical analysis in a second. And obviously, there's the finals analysis, which Zoe never got to experience in Miami. And then, with the exception of when he came back, when he was you know not the starting center, but he was the reserve behind Shaquille O'Neal. But let, let's let's go to impact upon arrival, okay? And there, we just uh, Sean just put up defense player there in 96 90, so it was actually his fourth. And fifth seasons in Miami that, that he won defensive player of the year. Okay. I was actually there for that ceremony with Bill Russell. I've never seen somebody who revered a former player more than Zoe did. I remember that was at LaSalle a high school when they used to train. And it was like Zoe could not stop smiling. And, that, and we were not used to Zoe smiling, I will say, at that stage. He didn't do a lot of smiling. He does now. But there used to be a Zoe day. You could only speak to Zoe one day of the week and usually he would grunt at you and then he'd give a six thousand word answer to one question and that would be the end of it. Um, my relationship with Zoe has, has changed for the better quite a bit over the years. Um, so I will say, OK, so let's get let's get to impact, because when we're going to talk about someone in their historical nature. I mean, Dwayne is Dwayne. We know what LeBron brought and and everybody who's pissy about him leaving in in 14, including one of my co-hosts here. Get over it. Uh, He's 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 one of the top two players in Miami Heat history for sure. But in terms of impact, you can absolutely make the case that Zoe made the heat matter. Right. But you can make the case that Jimmy Butler made the heat matter again. Is that is that fair to say, Greg?
1: Absolutely. I mean, as much as this spiritually is a very difficult exercise for me, and I think for Sean as well, I'm speaking for him now. Uh, Jimmy Butler's right there. Like this was a huge thing in terms of Pat has said, like, we just need somebody to say they want to come, right? Well, Jimmy did that, and that and him being so steadfast on getting to Miami, um, it kind of fast tracked the rebuild that. Otherwise, uh, you didn't really know which direction Miami was heading. They were waiting for the next player to come. And Jimmy did that. He rejuvenated everything. Um, He trusted the organization to surround him with players. Like he didn't initially say, "Okay, I'm coming, but also completely scrap your entire roster because I want player one and player two from these two other teams to come with me. Like that didn't happen. He trusted them to put guys like Bam Adebayo around him. Initially Tyler hero was drafted obviously. And then, uh, you know, Kyle, his best friend comes later to me, Jimmy Butler's tenure in Miami provided that it does not go down in flames in any way. um, It has the, uh, it, it as good a trajectory as any player aside from the God level Dwayne
0: Wade. We obviously will not talk about him, but Jimmy's right there. But Sean, if we're going to make that point then, and I appreciate Greg taking the other side of this, because I know he wants to take the Zoe side. I mean, if we're going to make that point, the guy who trusted Pat first matters more, right? Because by the time that Jimmy came in, yes, we had to suffer through Whiteside and James Johnson and Deion Waiters and all the rest of that. But there was a feeling eventually Pat might figure it out, right? Because he had done it before. But when Pat arrived here in Miami, I mean, you know, they had, he had to trade his best player, Glenn Rice, to get somebody. But the organization was rudderless. I mean, it was not. I mean, if you follow them in those years, as I did, as Greg did. I mean, they—they they were just—they were nondescript. Um, this was a football town. Getting Zoe was like, okay, we were we're stamping it. What's crazy too is, and we talked about this on a previous podcast, is that Zoe is that Bam is still younger than Zoe was when he arrived. Um, and 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 you know, and so, but That's the whole organization, crazy, right? But the whole organization was put on Zoe at that point. And he kind of immediately, with the exception of the technicals where he couldn't control his temper and things like that, like he sort of immediately delivered. I got to think the guy who – I got to think if we're going to say, okay, point to one of them for this. Zo coming first matters more than Jimmy coming later, right?
3: Yeah, you know, I think to Greg's point about the, you know, Jimmy making us relevant after that, you know, kind of mediocre times of giving guys contracts that probably didn't deserve them. That's what happened in 1995. We just have so many fans in our network that don't remember it. You know, I mean, think back to those years before Zoe came. I I mean, the thing that I remember is Glenn Rice scoring what, 56 against uh, the Magic, Orlando. like April 1995, like probably our only NBA on NBC, is you know, time ever. Uh, what else? Like Glenn Rice went in the three-point contest and Harold Miner went in the dunk contest. That's the only things we ever accomplished. So if you don't have Zoe and Pat comes. What are we talking about? Like Matt Geiger is the bearer of uh, Heat culture with uh, Brad Lojas and Glenn Rice. Like, I think they get linked so much because the timing is so close. But Zo made us who we are. I, I know Pat has a lot to do with that, but I think the other thing that that I think gives the tiebreaker to Zo in my argument is the community stuff. You know, the Zo Summer Groove, the stuff that he did in the community, Overtown Youth Center. Not that Jimmy isn't a good guy and doesn't give back, but I think. We're looking at the big picture, and I think Zo has done more than what Jimmy has in that case. All right, so Zo got a ring.
0: Well, he did, but okay. But let's go here with the next part of this because Zo got a ring, but we know when Zo got a ring, it was 2006, and that was 11 years into Zo being here after you know leaving for. I mean, obviously there was the Nets thing, right? And then Toronto, him not wanting to play with Toronto, and then him kind of getting into the spat with Mickey. You know, after Mickey had. You know, giving him the plane to fly back and all that, and I remember being at a Zoe Summer Groove because I went to all of them during that period of time. It was a must attend event, okay, even if you just got to see Darius Miles every year. And so, um, Darius Miles was always there like 11 straight years. Pat tried to trade for him. Darius Miles racking up 65 points by shooting a bunch of five pointers in the Zoe Summer Groove. But I remember Zoe's speech uh, at a hotel, at one of the hotels it might have been an Intercontinental down in Miami where he was very angry at the organization at that time. So there was some bitterness. I mean, people forget that too, just like they forget the bitterness with Bosch. They do tend to remember the bitterness with Wade. Okay. And LeBron, but they don't tend to remember the bitterness with the other two, but, and Shaq, they remember that one too. And there's been bitterness with everybody, but like everybody comes back happy at some point. Um, but I will say that, that if you look at the Zoe situation, uh, throughout, um, You can say that had before he got sick, 1990, what, he came here, 95, correct? So he had 95, 96, 96, 97, 97, 98, 98, 99, 99, 2000, which was the year he was second MVP voting. Before they made the changes and then he got sick that summer when they were up at uh, that, that fall when they were up at FAU, he had five full seasons to do. What Jimmy Butler has done, you know, once in three years and was this was, you know, one three pointer away from doing twice. So, I mean, if we're going to separate those career and say pre-sickness, right, pre-illness. okay. obviously, he was an old he was a younger player than Jimmy was during this period of time. But pre-illness. Greg, Jimmy got him to the finals once, nearly got him there twice. Zoe got him to the conference finals once, but otherwise couldn't get him out of the first round against the Knicks. So isn't that a point for Jimmy?
1: Yes, I know. And I mean, again, I don't like having to concede this, but you're right. I mean, like, let's just say that. Do you know what, what people say about Jimmy or what they did say after that Milwaukee series where Miami was swept out of the first round? Imagine if that happened four years in a row to the same team, whether it be like Milwaukee or pick another team, who's Miami's like Boston or Philadelphia. That's a good one. Let's just say that the Sixers eliminated the heat three or four years consecutively on the heat's home floor. I mean, how are we absorbing that in today's climate? So to me, this is where that we start to edge Jimmy. I know that Alonzo was the torch at the beginning but in the, I mean, we're talking about it's a small sample size for Jimmy. He still has legacy to build in Miami. But for now, I feel like in the short amount of time he's been here, he's a, he's gotten to the place that Alonzo couldn't quite get them to.
0: Sean, did Zo have a better team in those five years than Jimmy's had in his three? I'm talking about oh, the first okay. five, pre pre illness, pre illness, ninety five to two thousand.
3: I think part of it, and I think Greg would agree with this, is that we look back on it so fondly that I'm gonna. I think I want to say yes, but I I don't know. I mean, I, I guess when you look at it, I mean, you got Hardaway, the Marley, the Bruce Bowens, PJ Brown, Mashburn, I, different style of basketball. But I, you know what? I think he probably did. And there's no doubt, like you've been talking about, Jimmy's done more on the floor with his team and for his team than what Zoe accomplished in those five years. You know, statistically it's it's not even close. But Sean, but Sean, finals. okay,
0: but Sean, let me challenge on this a little. Uh Jimmy now again, it was Zoe's fifth year, but Jimmy hasn't been second in MVP voting. True. It was. I mean, you, you have to compare to peers, right? We're comparing pace, we're comparing all that. Zoe is legit. I traveled with that team. Zoe was a force. Like that his fifth
3: year with Miami, he was kind of at the peak of his powers before he got sick. And and you know what? If you rewrite history, he went to one Eastern Conference Finals. We got beat what four one or four two to the Bulls. Obviously, four, one of the greatest teams ever. Four one, right? Was it not four one? I it wasn't or They didn't Timmy win
0: two. I know that. What? Wait, wasn't you. that was was that the series where 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 uh, where Michael played seventy two holes of golf? Before game four. I think it was right. Yeah. And so
1: guaranteed a victory and they got one in Miami, but ultimately um, Tim Hardaway's game seven against New York really punched that ticket like that was a big part
0: of that entire run. Was that Tim Hardaway? And then we're going to go to break and then we're going to do more of this because I feel like we're wavering back and forth here, which is good. Was that Tim Hardaway? We know it was not the Tim Hardaway of Golden State. Was that Tim Hardaway better than any second best player that Jimmy has played with these three years? Was that Tim Hardaway better than this
3: Bam out of bio? Yes, I yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay, we're going to discuss. was that. the leader of those teams? I, <laughs> I hate
0: know. To I say this. I, I, you I know. I get it. it. I'm not diminishing Tim. Tim's a Hall of Famer. I just we just know that Tim was hurt a lot, right and but yes, at times, Tim was the best player on the team. Not all the time. It's kind of like the Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor conversation I have with the Dolphins, which I sure we're wearing a Dolphins hat right now, where, like, Zach was the most, like, Jason had the moments, more of them. But Zach was the most consistent star of that era. It's a great analogy. Right? And And, and yet... When you look at it, somehow Jason, who I love to death, and everybody knows that, and I covered Jason from the very beginning and all the rest, but, like, Jason is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Zach can't get in the Hall of Fame, and I I don't know that there's that great a difference between the two of them, and I feel the same way about Zoe and Tim, and it took Tim longer. We know, obviously, there were other circumstances there, but I'm just – I've always looked at them kind of the same way, but – After the break, I want to do more of this because I I feel like you're both teetering here. I'm not trying to force you in any direction. I just want to to raise the caveats. All right. But we do want to tell you about a great sponsor, and it's something that both of you guys participate in. So since we got both of you here, we'll explain it a little bit this time. It's called Better Edge. It's our official gambling partner. You can find them at Better Edge, Edge dot com backslash five reasons that's the number five with reasons the reason we tell you to do that five reasons is because you get twenty dollars to play when you go to that link Um, and you can play this in 45 states in this country that's what's different about this it's not offshore gambling it's not shady it's peer-to-peer they have a whole community on there you can find the line that you want sean has kind of been spearheading our effort Over there, And we're going to be doing some tournaments with the NFL. That's all coming up this week and also college football. We got a new show coming out uh, called, uh, I actually named this, uh, Setting the Edge, which is going to be a, a weekly show that Sean, Tony Schwartz and others are going to host. But just for example, just real quick here, Greg, just explain kind of what you did today, which makes you a complete degenerate, but you use better edge for this.
1: I did there. Well, there's two success stories. I'm gonna be quick with them. One of them's from yesterday when college football kicked off. We had a, a cool tip um in in a Twitter group chat that I shall not speak any further about. That Vanderbilt minus nine was just an absolute lock. So, like this is the cool part about Better Edge, the way that it intuitively works for me, right? I had 50 bucks to put down on Vanderbilt. And the way that that got filled is, is that there were a lot of other people on the platform that wanted to bet 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks. So I bet my 50, the bet was fulfilled by all these different open orders of these other people that wanted to bet a slightly less amount. And of course I cleaned up shop and Vanderbilt one got minus nine. And uh, you know, so I, I won that one and then playing, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers minus six against the uh, Detroit Lions preseason football. This is why Ethan's calling me a degenerate. Uh, I felt like that was a slam dunk. They got quarterback contra- er, competition in Pittsburgh and that hit too. So um, in two days up to $343, like, listen, I am not a dude who's done a lot of betting prior to playing on this platform. It's a lot of fun. Uh, go to the links that we have posted on all of our pages, so you get that twenty bucks because that's how I started playing, and I'm up to three hundred and fifty bucks. I mean, I'll take that every day of the week, twenty to three fifty.
0: That I mean, that's no no brainer, right? Betteredge.com
3: backslash five reasons. Um, Sean, just tell everybody about the tournaments we're going to be running. Yeah, so starting next week on Setting Edge, we're going to be making some picks on college football and NFL. There's going to be competitions on Better Edge. Uh basically what you can do is we'll set a card. You pick 10 games. It can be the 10 games we pick, it can be spreads, totals, whatever you want. And you're trying to get the most right out of 10. And the winners, uh, the top 50% for the first week will get their money doubled. So it'll be a $10 entry. If you finish in the top half, you double up your money. We'll be changing that each week. Sometimes it's gonna be like beat the host. So you might just have to finish better than me, which is extremely difficult. I wouldn't suggest wasting your money doing that because I'll probably win it. Uh, but also you can do like Top three finishers, things like that. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, once football starts going.
0: All right. So, betteredge.com backslash five reasons, get your 20 bucks and then start to play in the tournament. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, Flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com miamiheat Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp h-e-l p.com slash Miami Heat.
2: What's the easiest choice you can make?
0: All right. So who is, uh, let, let's do this. Cause I want to press you guys on this a little bit more. So who is leading for both of you right now, Greg?
1: Oh man, this is really difficult. I'm going to say Jimmy's in the lead, but I have a huge caveat and I'm not going to give it up yet, but it's Jimmy and Jimmy's in the lead. Where are you at, Sean?
3: I'm sticking with Zoe still. You guys are talking to me. I'm, I'm wavering. Ethan's right. I'm kind of on the fence a little bit more. I do have one thing I want to point out about Zoe. So if we get to our final shots, I want to point that out. But yeah, I'm, I'm close and I'm getting. It's getting a little closer.
0: Let me throw this one at you then, Sean. I'll start with you. So let's say that let's say that what happened to Jimmy in his first year here had happened to Zoe. You're in a bubble. You lose hard away like Jimmy lost Dragic. Okay. You lose PJ Brown. Like, (laughs) like Jimmy lost spam. Does Zoe go toe to toe with LeBron James and take that series to six games? Yes or no?
3: I mean, I guess, what are we looking at? Kurt Thomas stepping up in uh, PJ's.
0: <laughs> was Kurt? Well, no, well, Kurt, I don't well, even Kurt was, I was traded for mash. So you, you're, you're relying so on right. mash then you've got, right? Yeah, and you need Charlotte yeah. mash then, you know, or Charlotte, New Orleans mash. You don't need Miami mash for that one. You know, Bruce it's, Bowen. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Carter, you, you, you can choose which of the backup point guards. It could be Crotty, Murdoch, Terry, old Terry Porter, or Anthony Carter could be filling in there for Timmy. Just like you had we're to losing, fill in for Dragic. We're losing our audience so fast not knowing these names. I, but- I know. They don't know who any of these people are. Well, AC's <laughs> on the coaching staff. The Crotty's at the booths. So I hope sure they know those two. Terry Porter might be asking a little much for our audience.
3: But go ahead. You know, different style of basketball on that day. It ran through the centers. But I still don't think – I don't think Zoe – led that way you know he he dominated games on defense he dominated games through effort he obviously could score the ball but like he's not gonna do what jimmy did those like push on the back and carry us i think zo really needed a timmy or a mash or whoever it was at that point listen the
1: night that alonzo morning got in a fight with larry johnson on new york's home floor i believe that was a game four and then that caused him to miss a game five There were like literally the conversation amongst Heat Nation was, is this guy a hothead to the point that he can't lead your franchise? That was a question that was asked Mm -hmm. since Jimmy Butler has came. He has been able to uh, like basically impose his will to the point that he can carry a team. And Alonzo, initially, they were worried whether he was going to be able to do that or not. I love Zoe. He figured it out in the end. The 06 stuff is absolutely legendary. He was possessed in game six of the Dallas series in 2006. And that kind of stuff will never go away. Jimmy, this is my caveat. And I'll end here with what I'm going to talk about on this podcast. Jimmy has to end on good terms in Miami. I think that that's Mm. important to all of this because Alonzo wrapped a big, beautiful bow on his career with Miami with everything that's transpired afterwards and him being a carrier of the culture, going into those recruiting meetings, all of that kind of stuff adds to Alonzo's allure. So to me, I feel like Jimmy can't like leave on bad terms. That's gonna change the equation for me personally.
0: Yeah, but he is gonna leave. Like whether he leaves on bad terms or I mean when we're talking about the hothead thing, like it's two different types. With Jimmy, it's more inside the organization. And with Zo, it's more on the court stuff that he had to harness, which he did over the course of time. Him accepting a backup role to Shaquille O'Neal somebody who had mocked him at times throughout his career, I I think is something we don't talk about enough, taking that role on, um, accepting the minutes and and the importance of those minutes. And of course, if Zoe doesn't get hurt the next year, um, you know, he he probably plays for a couple more seasons in Miami, but I mean, none of us believe that Jimmy Butler is going to stay on as an ambassador of the organization. Like I, I I don't, I mean, Jimmy's, Jimmy's heading to the South of France or something else when he's done. He's not, I, I don't see Jimmy staying with the Heat organization or anybody else, I mean, he's trying to build a billion-dollar, you know, uh, coffee business right now, and, and he has never done the stuff in the Miami community through three years that that uh, that Zo has. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, Jimmy, most of what Jimmy still does is in Chicago, so I think what you're saying, Greg, is it just has to end on good terms, right? Like, it's not not that he he's not going to replicate what Zoe is. I mean, he's not going to be. I mean, Pat will be 106 years old, OK, and attending games. OK, and and he, Jimmy's not going to be sitting by his side. Zoe will, right? No, you're right.
1: No, no. Jimmy's going to do his own thing. That's not what I meant. I meant more in that, like, if Jimmy were to demand a trade or something like that, and that's how this ends, it could put a little bit of a bruise on the air. But
0: so did. But so, but so I mean, Zoe, it
1: ended with New Jersey, I know.
0: I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just that he came back. That's all. I mean, it just went worse exactly. in New Jersey so, and Toronto than it went here so jimmy demands a trade
1: then he comes back in his when he's 38 years old 39 <laughs> years old and then he plays in a game six has a game at zoe moment and then we're <laughs> all good but if that doesn't happen then it's an issue
0: on oh, here's what would well obviously the longevity is a big part of this we're talking 11 years even if it was parts versus three but one of the things that would push me in zoe's direction is that i don't know that pat would have been able to implement the culture in miami without zoe we, we, we used to joke about how basically when you interviewed Zo, you were basically interviewing Pat. He constantly used his phrases like adversity introduces a man to himself, like over and over and over. Whereas Tibby would like take little pot shots at Pat. Uh, Zo was, you know, Zo was basically, I mean, we called him a Pat parrot in a lot of ways and, you know, he's, but, but he believed it. That's the thing. He wasn't saying it. And in an era where a lot of um Stars or superstars, which Zo was—I mean, you're second in MVP or a superstar—don't align with their coaches. The fact that Zo aligned with the coach probably set the franchise up for the next ten years in terms of Pat having Pat maintaining the credibility that he had in LA and New York.
3: Yeah, and I think that goes into the John Thompson thing, the connection with Patrick. You know, the the Riley connection with Patrick Ewing, obviously. I think you're right. Without Zo, you don't have that, that person buying into the culture. It carries on moving forward. He's sort of the bridge besides Riley that connects all these different eras. Um I'm I'm still standing fast, man. I'm still staying on Zoe. This is what I was gonna say. Let me ask you guys this. They both have one East one Eastern Conference finals, they both have had two all stars in their first three years. If we fast forward a little bit, I know it takes us out of the first three years, but that 99-2000 season when they lost in the first round in the lockout season, that was probably their best chance in theory, right? The Knicks went all the way to the finals.
0: Well, they, the lockout season was 98-99,
3: right? I'm
1: sorry. I missed. Yeah. that yeah. Right. But no, but that was the season. You're right. They had the best team. There was no
3: doubt about it. Lost in the first round of the Knicks and Knicks mm-hmm. went on and played the Lakers, correct, in the finals and lost? No, two, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Ni- the
0: Knicks played the Spurs in '99. Spurs, I'm sorry. 2000 was the year that. Hold on a second. The Lakers were in the finals in 2000. Were they not? I mean, yeah, they played.
3: So. They played the Indiana Pacers in that. Correct,
0: season. correct,
3: correct. But the Knicks correct. played the Spurs. Sure. That would have been a series where we would have matched up. We had two bigs that could have went mm-hmm. against Duncan and Robinson. I think that was our best chance. If you think back on it,
0: we got you to say Duncan Robinson on the podcast, by the way,
3: accidentally. <laughs> So that would have given Zo two Eastern Conference Finals plus one Finals, just like Jimmy. Two All Stars. Then right, but, I think, but but but
0: Sean, to do that he would have had to have won two more rounds after the one that he lost. And I, and I'm I'm not blaming Zo for the losses in those first round series. Okay, no. I mean we can we can talk about the the Van Gundy thing and all that, and Zo maybe not raising his level at times. And at times, Zoe was outplayed by Patrick. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, Patrick, you know, but Patrick outplayed a lot of people, particularly somebody who was kind of his mentee in a lot of ways. But he didn't, I think to Greg's point, when I think of great playoff moments for the Heat during that period of time, it's more Tim than Zoe, right? I mean, there were more bad games for Tim. There was more variance for Tim. But it's kind of like with Zoe, you sort of knew what you were getting, right? You were getting pretty much 22 and nine with, with three blocks. And, you know, that, that's what you were getting, right? And probably a missed free throw in the last three minutes that drove you crazy. And that's, you know, and a lot of snarling and and all the rest of it. Whereas Tim could give you 35, but then he could shoot, shoot you out of a different game. So there was more... Up and down, and then with Nash, there was just shrinking, and that was a big part of the problem there, right? So, I, I Sean, I understand your point, but I, I, it does get back to like he had to carry them over the Knicks one of those times, right? Like I just want, and and, and the time that they got past the Knicks was everybody was suspended, <laughs> so I, and
1: Timmy dropped thirty eight in Game Seven, so it's right, like, what are we doing there? Right,
0: right. I mean. I mean, Jimmy's numbers, I mean, I, okay. The Milwaukee series, the second year, did Zoe ever have a series where he was outscored by the equivalent of Brent Forbes? No. Okay. No. I mean, that Patrick series. Patrick just- used to son him.
1: Pretty much every playoffs, like that was a known thing because Alonzo used to sun Dikembe. Like that's how that worked,
0: right? But but we're talking about Patrick Ewing, Hall of Famer, arguably the best player in New York Knicks history. Like I, I mean, we're not talking about Brent Forbes, right? Or or I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it would be like having a conversation of Jimmy was quote unquote sunned by Giannis, okay, or somebody of- Williams.
1: I'm talking about Zoe like back. then. Oh, yeah,
0: no. Right. Right. Exactly. Like Herb Williams or Anthony Bonner or any of the other uh, scrub bigs that the Knicks would bring off the bench. Chris Dudley. Chris Dudley. Right. Right. Yeah. There were Chris Dudley minutes in there. Right. Like that's the whole Ewing theory thing. I I just, here, here's how I come down on this and then I'm going to let you guys close this. And and again, we do have one more sponsor to mention. It's our, it's our betting, not our betting partner, but our fantasy partner prize picks use code five. FIVE, get your initial deposit matched up to $100 at Prize Picks. But make sure you're using the code FIVE, FIVE. You can download it from the Google Play Store or from the Apple App Store or just get it at prizepicks.com. All right. So so here's where I am on this. OK, I, I think that Jimmy is on the trajectory to pass, though. That, that's where I'm at. I, I think their first three years, the fact that Zoe established a footprint here and made the franchise matter is more significant than what Jimmy has accomplished in these three years, even though Jimmy took a team to the finals and right close to the finals, two out of the three years, and then played at an obscene level for two of those three years. I think Zoe's consistency and longevity coming back, repairing things, taking the role behind Shaq, becoming sort of the standard bearer for the franchise and then staying Zoe is a more significant figure in heat history. But I will say this, Jimmy's not far off. I I, I feel like at this point, if Jimmy can do it now with what is, we talk about a running it back cast, but it's going to be a cast that's going to require him to play differently. Perhaps, you know, we've talked a lot of episodes about him having to play the four and all that. I, I think you can make, I think at that point, you can make the case for Jimmy, but I do have in the back of my mind what Greg is saying that I feel like it may not end up ending well. And that I think is going to color the way that we view this, because again, no matter how Zo's thing ended the first time, he's now sitting in the stands with Pat Riley <laughs> on the road at playoff games. And it's still, when you see Alonzo morning, you think Miami heat, right? So that's where I'm at, even though, the accomplishment of reaching the finals twice in three years is not something that Zoe can touch from a team perspective. Is that is that fair?
3: I don't, don't know. Don't both answer at <laughs> once. <laughs> you know, uh, I think your wording. The trajectory he's on he's on pace to pass him. When you're talking on the court, I think absolutely. We talked about the off the court stuff goes towards Zoe but if you look back in five years or in three more years when it's, you know, five years later, I, I think it's, it's a good argument. I, I'm going to stay with Zoe just cause I'm going to be loyal and I don't want to get a, a text message or a call in the next couple of days from this, but uh, I'll let Greg go on his side. Um. Yeah.
1: You know, I'm going to, I'm going to live dangerously and I'm going to say that for now I project that Jimmy Butler will um uh, you're like ends.
0: the cnn election room at, uh, there you go. at the midterms
1: um, uh but that that's as far as i'll go right now i, I I'm pro- think i'm
0: projecting a jimmy butler victory let me ask you this and we'll close with this is the jimmy butler era going to end better than lebron james era end? Because that colors how we talk about LeBron, because look, if LeBron stays two or three more years with and wins another championship with all love and respect for Dwayne Wade, LeBron James is probably considered the best player in franchise history. Is that fair? If he stays. I, I don't want no. to talk about that. No, I'm just saying, is that fair? If, if, I mean, LeBron, I guess it, it's kind of fair, but it's making me feel uncomfortable. I think even Dwayne would agree with that. Sean, Sean, is that fair? If LeBron had stayed for two or three more years, let him put Lowry or Gasol or any of the other players they were trying to put around him at that time, not Josh McRoberts and you know, washed up Danny Granger. If, if, if Pat had fixed the thing within two years, got another title, and then they leave on good terms, or I'm not going to say LeBron was still there, but let's just say he stayed longer. One more, would it be fair to say that, LeBron, Pat, because Dwayne probably doesn't leave then too. So that's the other thing. You got it. There's dominoes that fall here, right? But like, would it be fair that LeBron would be perceived as the the best player in in not? He is the best player. Let's just be honest, okay? But he's one of the two best players of all time. But like the, the the player that we associate most with the Miami Heat.
3: Yeah, that's tough. And, and I think if you ask anybody outside of Miami Heat fandom, they would answer LeBron James, like, as the best player, like you keep alluding to. But we have that, like, Dwayne is ours. You know, we don't want to let go of him. Well, he's I think that's what now. we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know what? I think in your scenario where you project it forward. <laughs>
0: Greg's shooting me dirty looks here. People can't see this.
3: <laughs> I think uh, – <laughs> I think, I think I would agree with you. I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely closer than it is. Cause right now I think we would all put Dwayne number one. If he would have stayed, leaves on good terms, wins another title, maybe an MVP. He might have to give the edge, but I know I don't want to say it. Greg doesn't want to say it. All right.
0: So number one, Dwayne number two, LeBron. And we are in agreement that Zoe is still three, but Jimmy is fourth and with a bullet. Is that fair? That is fair. Okay. And then fifth is who? <laughs> Shaq, Shaq or, Ti- Shaq or Tibby or Chris? Those isn't that the conversation? UD. UD. We'll go with UD. I like that one. I like I like that one a lot. All right. Thanks to Sean. Thanks to Greg. Zoe's not gonna be angry at any of us now, right? Like, no, we're good we're good i think i think we <laughs> we cleared the bar here jimmy doesn't care I, I know that jimmy doesn't care jimmy's gonna jimmy is gonna i'm telling you once jimmy's done with basketball i asked him about playing until 40 he laughed at me i thought he was gonna kill me He. jimmy's not jimmy's here to get a ring i think once he gets a ring like literally he's he's gonna be playing tennis and and drinking coffee somewhere i think I think that's where he's headed. I don't. I don't think you're going to see him with an, like I said, a community uh, ambassador role with the Miami Heat anytime soon. This just, this is not, this just not Jimmy's thing. All right. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Sean. Thanks to our sponsors. Prize Picks. Use code five, F I V E. Betteredge.com backslash five reasons. Get in on those tournaments. Water cleanup of Florida. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports
0: Network.
2: Done.